Hey there, welcome to Tea with Mara. Thanks for seeking out these recordings and listening. My name is George, or you may know me in the metaverse as Kiyoki from Together with Trip. These recordings are from my live sessions in virtual reality and may sometimes feature other content. For the best experience of these sessions, you can join me in virtual reality. But when you can't, or if you want to go back and listen again, these audio or video recordings will be offered freely to all. To join us in VR or for the live broadcast on our Discord server, you can find our full schedule of events by visiting trip.com events, including instructions on how to join us in VR. You can even join in 2D mode from a computer. If you wish to support my teachings and these recordings, the best way to do that is to leave a review and share this podcast with others. And if you find value in them and you want to, you can make a donation offering right through the Two Hands Sangha website or soon through the podcast itself. All links should be found in the show notes. Now let's invite the bell and begin. All right. Good evening, everyone. I hope that you all had a wonderful, safe, happy, fun New Year's Eve. And extra special thanks to everybody who's attending tonight, either on the Discord or here with us. Uh, I'm always grateful for everybody's presence, but tonight even more so than normal. And that's because by being here, by participating tonight... Whether you realize it or not, you are embodying and expressing one of the most wholesome actions possible. And when we say wholesome, everybody knows here probably that wholesome means toward lasting happiness and unwholesome means away from it. It's not that sort of like good or bad or pure or impure. It's wholesome meaning towards liberation from suffering. And so it's you know, just by being here, you're taking a giant leap of karma down the path toward lasting happiness. Karma, as you may know, is action and outcome. That's all it is. It's not good karma and bad karma and all that. It's just actions and outcomes. So by spending an hour meditating and setting intentions which lead toward lasting happiness, you are literally leaning your heart and mind in the direction that you would like it to go. And that's one of the most beneficial things you can ever do for yourself or for others. When a need arises and your heart is already leaning in the direction of love or compassion or joy, then it more easily meets those needs with those qualities. It's why we practice. And so if you're here tonight leaning yourself in that way, uh, then you're really doing a wonderful thing for yourself and all beings. I, I just read to my wife the other day, I read an article to her about the Leaning Tower of Pisa, 
the leaning tower of Pisa is on high alert right now. It's, it's been leaning in a certain direction for centuries. And when it falls, it will not suddenly, you know, lean back the other way and fall in the opposite direction of where it is leaning. When the leaning tower of Pisa falls, if it falls, and it will, <laughs> uh, unless they stop it somehow, when it falls, it will fall in the direction that it's inclined, in the direction that it's leaning. And similarly, you know, your heart and mind will not fall away from the direction that you're practicing it, that you're practicing inclining it, which makes the most important question of your life, which direction are you practicing inclining your heart and mind all the time? And also with the Leaning Tower of Pisa, you know, they're preparing for its fall. They're erecting barriers around it to protect people when it does fall, you know, from, uh, you know, from debris and stuff. And in our practice, we have to do the same thing. We have to incline the heart and mind in the direction that we want it to go. But we're also preparing ourselves to have equanimity so that we can handle the heart and mind. The heart and mind that's meeting these challenges. So it's not just all heart. It's heart and mind in balance. It's the middle path. So here's what we're going to do tonight. Traditionally, the monks always start their Dharma talks by paying homage to the Buddha. Um, most lay teachers in America, when they give Dharma talks, they don't do that very often. Sometimes they do. I like to do it myself now and then as a reminder or kind of a reset. So tonight we'll start with me paying homage to the Buddha in the traditional way. It'll only take a few moments and then we'll move on to a guided meditation. During that time, we'll invite you to either come up front and share aloud uh, your intentions um, and I'll send up emojis in recognition of that. Or, you know, we'll, we'll invite you to do it silently if you like. If you want to set an intention but not share out loud, you can just send up the emojis at any time. And we'll use the heart emojis. So, and, and just know that mistakes happen. So if somebody sends up some weird emoji they didn't mean to, don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> we'll pretend they're all heart emojis tonight. That's what I already do anyways. But let's just know that mistakes will happen. And, and we all know the awkwardness of sending up a laughing emoji when somebody's sharing some painful story or whatever. Don't worry, just do your best and we'll get through it. After all of that sharing stuff is done and the meditation is done, for anyone who's interested, we're going to close out by offering the three refuges and the five precepts. And of course, everybody's welcome to be present for that, whether you participate in it or not. It's a kind of a neat thing to be with. You can support all of those who are doing it. And for those of you who don't know, that's essentially all there really is to quote unquote becoming Buddhist. If you take refuge in the three gems and you take the five precepts, then poof, you're a Buddhist. 
So it's a very simple thing. And, and, and the reason I always offer it on these intention setting ceremony days is that becoming a Buddhist is just setting an intention. Really. You set the intention to find comfort in those three gems. And you set the intention to abide by the intentions that we call the precepts. And that's very important because they are, they're not thou shalt nots. They aren't things that you have to do. They're things that you intend to do and you do them as best you can. So there is no failing to do them. There's just doing them more or less. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's much like those resolutions, uh, you know, like uh, you, when you say you're going to lose weight or fix your finances, if it's an intention to do that, then we may not do them all as well as we hope. But the important thing is that we're making some effort and setting the intention to do so. It's the inclining like the Tower of Pisa that I mentioned. Okay, so let's get into it. I'm going to chant at the beginning here the homage to the Buddha I mentioned. And, um, you know, the, the Buddha, this, this chanting is something, some people think it's really neat and they really enjoy doing it. Some people hate it. <laughs> some people think it's weird religious stuff and whatever. And uh, all of those things can be true. Um, uh, but the Buddha said that if you wanted to honor him, do it by liberating yourself from suffering. So this is a lovely practice, but not necessary. Okay, so I don't want you to think this is something you have to do or have to understand or anything like that. And, and yet there is something that's very lovely about it. You know, there's something to be said for the reverence of it. So tonight I'm going to open us up here with the homage to the Buddha. I'm going to repeat three times in the Pali language what amounts to the saying, homage to him, the sublime one, the enlightened one, Rightly himself, the awakened Buddha. Those translations vary, but that's roughly what it says. And I'm going to say that three times. So I invite you to close your eyes and just let these words wash over your mind to help distract you from my chanting voice. There's a reason I was a roadie for a band and not a singer. Okay, so I'm going to begin now. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa. And that is the homage to the Buddha. The Buddha often said that uh, we should reflect, and you've heard me talk about this a lot lately, actually. The Buddha said that we should reflect before, during, and after our thoughts, words, and deeds. Recently, I offered some reflections on the last year, last week or a few days ago, I offered those reflections on what we went through and did and intended and all of that in the last year. And hopefully we all reflected on those things at that time. And there was a second set of questions, and I posted them, that was uh, kind of looking ahead. The same set of questions, really, but framed forward instead of looking backward. And that was to help you come up with whatever intentions you might want to set for the coming year. 
rather than goals or resolutions, which are recipes for failure, creating a kind of like false dichotomy of I succeeded or failed, we are going to instead set intentions, which gives us a goal to shoot for and puts both of our feet firmly on the path toward it. I'm going to go through this and, and then we'll invite you to come forward with any intentions you want to share uh, or share them silently, as I mentioned earlier. So go ahead and find yourself right now uh, a comfortable posture to rest into. Some posture that's supportive of you for the next uh, 30, 40 minutes. And you can, of course, move around. You can be in any posture you like, sitting, standing, uh, reclining. You could even walk, but that might be dangerous in VR. And we just want you to begin by closing your eyes if you're comfortable doing that. I find that's really helpful for me, but you don't have to do it. If you want to leave your eyes open, you can. And just let your gaze be softly focused. But I would encourage you, if you're comfortable, to close your eyes. And just take a few deep breaths with long, slow out breaths. Just repeating those as many times as you need to, maybe even softening the belly each time until there's no tension found there. Begin bringing some awareness to the natural in and out process of breathing. Noticing the rise and fall in the chest. The air moving in and out of the nostrils. And reflecting for a moment on the life of this man that we call the Buddha. This man that I chanted homage to. His journey from being um, a prince said to have had everything a person could want to giving it all up and setting out leaving everything even his new family behind in order to go out and uh, find some way to end suffering for all beings and even if you don't believe that there was a man called the buddha that it's all a make-believe story. Even if that's the case, reflecting on the kind of dedication and perseverance and um, deep compassion that it would take for someone to do that. And then when you're ready, you can begin sort of gently shifting your focus to the areas of your life that the the practice could benefit the most from these teachings that were shared by the Buddha. What aspects of your life need more mindfulness? What aspects of your life need more compassion or understanding of impermanence? 
when you think about your spiritual community or any community that you're a part of? What can you contribute? What do you need? How can the community support you and how can you support the community? What challenges or difficulties are you facing in your life? What areas of clinging and craving do you find in your life? It can be so subtle. It can be really obvious. But it can be very, very subtle, the ways that we cling and crave. One really, really easy way to work with this and see the areas that you cling and crave, because sometimes if we say, well, I don't cling to anything, I don't crave, I don't have cravings, well, Good. That's good. <laughs> if it's true, it's good. But an easy way to see your clingings and cravings that are subtle is to maybe think of the word need or have to or can't. If you say, I can't be happy if I don't have something, then that's a craving. That's clinging. That's attachment. If you say, I should have, then that's something that you are attached to in some way. If if you say, I need, that's the definite sign of attachment and clinging. <laughs> Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa said that uh, life is a prison. And that's what he was talking about. When he said life is a prison, he didn't mean anything doom and gloom. He just meant that we find things in life that we need or we can't be happy. If you have to have something in order to be happy, you're clinging to something. And that thing is your prison. I can tell you right now, a prison I have no intention of uh, letting go of right now is my daughter. Any parent definitely understands this life is a prison thing (laughs) in the best possible way. So how can you work towards letting go? When you reflect on the Eightfold Path, which aspects of the path can best address those attachments and cravings? Is it wise view? Is it effort? How can you incorporate those things into your daily life? When you think of your spiritual view, where it is right now, your wise view, where do you want it to be a year from now?
what changes or developments do you want to see in your spiritual understanding of this practice or of any practice? And holding those aspirations in your heart, think about your deepest wish, the deepest wish you have for the coming year. What would that be? Maybe more than one. What intentions can you set here tonight or in the coming days? That's a that's another thing. You don't have to set these intentions tonight, although it's a good idea. <laughs> but you don't have to. What intentions can you set that are going to guide your heart and your mind towards that wish? That aspiration. That's, a, again, a really good way of saying that because, it, again, it underscores the fact that these aren't resolutions or goals of saying, I'm going to get to point Z by the end of next year. It's just saying, I see point Z out there and I want to move in that direction. That's the difference between intentions and goals or resolutions. Goals are wonderful, but the intention to get there is the part we focus on. How can your presence and actions contribute to lessening harm and promoting well-being in the community and in the world at large? What positive mental states do we need to cultivate to overcome the unwholesome ones? In other words, which direction does your tower need to lean? Towards compassion? Towards joy? Towards equanimity? So take the next few minutes and some more deep breaths if you need them. Reflecting on all of these questions. Don't need to think too hard about any of them. Just see what's coming up for you. And have some gratitude for this time of reflection, this time of intention setting with community that we all know and love.
side. And then we're going to stay in this sort of intentional sort of meditative place that we are right now. And we're going to do these intention settings. So we're, we're not ending the meditation and beginning the intentions. This is part of the meditation. Let's look at it that way. So if you want to start thinking about coming forward and offering some intentions, again, you don't have to. But I'll start us off. Uh, let me see here. I'll offer some intentions and then I'll send up heart emojis. And that's what I'm going to ask everyone to do. And again, if you don't want to say it out loud, you can do it. Just send up the emojis when it's your turn. But I'll start us off and I'll say, I undertake the intention in the coming year to continue my effort to live up to my teacher's intention for her dharmacharya, which is me. One of I'm one of those reverends that she ordained and, and her intention was something I don't have it in front of me, but it's something like uh, to be an exemplar of the Dharma, to to live the Dharma as an example for others. And, and that's what I try to do every day. So I want to continue to meet that as best I can. That'll be one of my intentions. I've got a couple more that I'll be happy to share, but I'd like to see if anybody else wants to come forward. And uh, and any time between now and, and, well, the end of the night, if you randomly want to do your own in your head and you don't want to share, you don't have to. It's beautiful when you do because it's just lovely to, to hear people do this. But, but don't let the fear of sharing publicly stop you. You can just uh, send up those hearts anytime you feel like it and we'll assume that you're either sharing somebody else's joy or sending up your own intention at that time. And that's totally fine. So you can let those heart emojis fly as much as you wish tonight. Anybody want to come forward and share an intention? Is that Alan coming forward? What's up, Alan? Thank you. That's, it's all of those things. It's, it's the harm, it's the it's the speech, and it's also the judging mind. So you could probably sum that up as working with the judging mind. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. Flow? Beautiful. Thank you. I love that. Anyone else? Kristen? To align yourself with peace and calm. That is a good one indeed. To not stress. That is definitely a good one. Thank you. Anyone else? Chico, what's up? Good, Chico. It's good to see you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic intention indeed. Yeah, to connect more with the Dharma. I love that. And that's such a wide spectrum of things so that's a good that's a good all-encompassing intention there i love it chico thank you rick rolled i'm sorry i, I think i cut you off there you want to come forward i like that eyes forward the intention to look 
forward instead of getting stuck in the past. I like that. Anyone else want to come forward with any intentions? Please feel free. Take your time to. And also, again, if you don't want to speak out loud, you can just do hearts. It's okay. Allie, Allie Cat, is that you down there? Did you want to say something? That is absolutely right and beautiful. I love it. Thank you, Allie Cat. So uh, Allie Cat said to let love guide, or, or to put it in the words of Lenny Kravitz, let love rule. <laughs> I love it. That's very beautiful. To let love guide everything. <laughs> That's a you uh what Ali said is that if you let love guide everything, you can't go wrong. That is so true. It's so true. I tell people all the time uh, um I I have um I've had a lot of people who teach the dharma who I I've worked with uh, who are sometimes nervous to speak, not public speakers, you know. And I tell people, anybody, not just in Dharma teachers, but anybody who's concerned with speaking in public, I always tell them, if you come from your heart, you cannot go wrong. You literally cannot go wrong. It doesn't matter what you say. doesn't matter how, if you fumble your words. It doesn't matter if you have trouble communicating. If you're coming from your heart, that always comes through. And that's just a small version of what Ali just uh, shared there. So I, I love that. Thank, thank you very much. While people are thinking about coming forward, I want to share too that we have on the Discord. I looked and I see that Nolan um, has shared that their intentions for the coming year are less consumption, um, less buying stuff, less alcohol, crappy foods, TV media, you know, all those things. And, and that this uh, will leave them more room for joy. And boy, isn't that a beautiful, uh, a beautiful thing. And I'm assuming that it's okay to share these since they're posted in the Discord. But And Silver Gull, which is Jamie, some of you know Jamie already, um, says, lean into joy, deepen friendships, and say yes to adventure. I think Jamie already says yes to adventure a lot, but I love that. <laughs> thank you, Jamie. And thank you, Nolan, for those. I'll try and look again before we finish up, but I may not get a chance. But I appreciate you guys sharing those. So let me send some hearts up for that as well. Anybody else that wanted to step forward and share any intentions tonight? I'm going to share maybe a couple more of mine here real quick. Maybe <laughs> if I can find them. Yeah, I had a couple written down of I undertake the intention to meet the changes that are ahead in my life or specifically in my schedule in life as my daughter is transitioning out of high school and ballet this year, which is something that is big, you know, uh, with her going from high school, presumably to college and, and, uh, and for her final two ballet performances and then ballet will be done. And that's such a major part of our lives that our schedules are going to change drastically in the next, uh, in the coming <laughs> year. So it's going to be a big, uh, there's a lot of change around all of that. So I'm just looking forward to meeting those challenges and changes, all of which should be wonderful. Um, I also undertake the intention to make changes 
wherever I can, wherever I can toward improving my health and well-being. And that, you know, I, I phrased it in that way because I'm not concerned with any particular thing such as, you know, every year everybody's resolution is to lose weight and, you know, well, that's wonderful. For me, I, I, something I try to do, and if anybody here who's in the meals program knows this is what I already do, but I always am working on it, which is I just try to make little changes everywhere I can to move, you know, move the direction I want, which is that, again, that inclining, right? So I'm just trying to work on that inclining in the direction that I want more and more. So uh, especially as it relates to my well-being, I'm approaching a few years away from the age that both my brother and father passed away. So I want to make sure I outlive them <laughs> in that way. And, and that means paying attention to my health, my mental and physical well-being. So that's what I'll be always working on. But All right. Is there anybody else that wants to step forward and share? Go on once. If you were a little hesitant and you're thinking about doing it, now's your second to last chance going twice <laughs> yeah comment yeah hey hi there <laughs> right that's a good one yeah yeah that's a very worthwhile uh, effort i like that for anybody that didn't hear that was the the intention to work on personal schedule so that more things that need to be done can get done. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and what I heard in that, and you know, if I misunderstood, you can tell me so, but what I hear in that, maybe a different phrasing of it is just working to do better at self-care because you're caring for everybody else, but you have to take care of yourself in order to take care of others. And that's very much a Dharma practice. So awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Scott, did you have want to share? Hmm, that's beautiful. Good, good one to do. Yeah. Right. I love that, Scott. Thank you. Scott's saying that he's going to work on working through trauma, not not uh, not just dealing with it or managing it or mitigating it, but like really, really. Uh, really getting through it. And that is such a worthy goal. And it's also, it is the Dharma practice. The Dharma uh, is to go through, not around. It's, you know, Thich Nhat Hanh used to always say, the only way out is through. And that's true. That's so true. And so that's a really very Dharma goal. And even if you're not Buddhist and you don't know what I'm talking about when I say Dharma and you don't want to be Buddhist, that's all fine. doesn't matter because the process is still the same. So you can be a Buddhist without ever being a Buddhist. You can, you can practice the Dharma without knowing anything about the Dharma. And, and it doesn't even matter that it's the Dharma. It matters that if you are trying to process trauma, you process trauma. And then by doing that, guess what? You're, you're being a great Buddhist, whether you mean to or not. So that's really, really beautiful stuff. Thank you all for sharing. If nobody else has anything right now, this is your going three times. 
So if nobody else has anything right now, I'll uh, I'll move on. Okay. And you know you can send up those hearts anytime during the night, and we'll just know that that's what you're you know you're doing. So you don't have to say it out loud. There's there's the last remaining thing, and I want to invite even if you're not interested in this for yourself, I want to invite you, not require you, but I want to invite you to stay here for this even if it's not something you're interested in, because even though you might not be doing this, somebody here that you know or love or support is part of this community, as part of your community, because this is your community. You can support them by by sticking around through this. And, and if absolutely nobody does it, we won't know because they might be doing it silently because they may be, you know, for whatever reason, they may not want to share this publicly. And believe me, that's a common thing. A lot of times people who uh, aren't a hundred percent ready to let the world know that they're a Buddhist don't want to share that information. And sometimes it's work reasons. So anyways, I'm going to recite the three refuges now for anyone who wishes to, to do this. You can recite them out loud with your mic open so that people can hear you. You can just follow along with me or follow behind me. It doesn't matter. That's not going to bother me, so you can say it out of sync with me if you want to. You can say this in your head, and that's totally fine. I've explained recently, in fact, what the three refuges are, but so I won't get into that part tonight. I'm just going to uh, recite these three refuges in Pali and in the Pali language, and I'm going to do that three times. And the 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 refuges is saying, I go for refuge in the Buddha. I go for refuge in the Dhamma. I go for refuge in the Sangha. And then you say it a second time, and there's a word at the beginning that means for a second time. And you say it a third time, and there's a word at the beginning that means for a third time. So that's what you'll hear me chanting. And again, it's I go for refuge in the Buddha. I go for refuge in the Dharma. I go for refuge in the Sangha. For a second time, I go for refuge, so on and so forth. And for a third time. So I'm going to go ahead and chant that part now. Buddham saranam gachami Dhamam saranam gachami Sangam saranam gachami Dutyampi buddham saranam gachami Dutyampi Dhamam Saranam Gachami Dutyampi Sangam Saranam Gachami Tatyampi Buddham Saranam Gachami Tatyampi Dhamam Saranam Gachami Tatyampi Sangam Saranam Gachami. Excellent. And please, if you were following along with those trying to say the Pali language and you didn't know it or whatever, uh, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. This is a, the intention. We're, this is an intention setting ceremony. So it's the intention to say those things. You don't have to get the words right. It doesn't matter that they're in Pali. You could say it in English. What really matters is that you have the intention to take refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, which means taking comfort, knowing that someone did this before, 
someone taught us how to do it, and that you have a community. That's all it is. So that's refuge. Then I'm going to do the five precepts, and I'll do them in English. Um, and there's many different ways that this is translated. This is my favorite translation that I use. Uh, so the first precept is I undertake the precept to refrain from harming living beings. The second precept is I undertake the precept to refrain from taking that which is not freely offered. The third precept is I undertake the precept to refrain from sexual misconduct. That means misusing sexuality. I undertake the precept to refrain from false and harmful speech. I undertake the precept to refrain from intoxicants that cloud the mind. And that's the five precepts. Poof, you're a Buddhist. If you took those refuges and precepts, if you said them, if you thought them, if you wanted to, then poof, you're a Buddhist. And if you don't want to be, that's cool too. And on the one hand, that's literally all that's involved in officially declaring yourself as a Buddhist. It's also true, and I hope you also recognize that these are just words. It is your actions that really make you a Buddhist. And that happens whether or not you take these phrases or not, as I mentioned to Scott a little while ago. You know, one of the most beautiful things about Buddhism, in my opinion, is that you don't have to be a Buddhist to be a Buddhist. And you can think about that for a little bit. <laughs> it's one of the most attractive parts of Buddhism to me. I wanted to make sure I mentioned this is a personal commitment. You know, most teachers will tell you that you should only take these precepts that you intend to uphold. Um, in other words, if you don't plan to let go of the consumption of alcohol and drugs, then don't take that fifth precept. Just do the four that you intend to do and do them as well as you intend to do them. Or take the fifth precept and just know that it's not a, it's not a resolution. You're not expected to be perfect. It's not a thou shalt not drink alcohol or do drugs. It's, it's I intend to refrain from using intoxicants which cloud the mind. It's also not permission to do what you want to do. <laughs> In other words, it's not a requirement. It's not a thou shalt that you should feel guilt about if you, if you don't live to it 100%. But it's also not permission to do whatever you want and then just go, oh, well, you know, I intended to do it, so it's okay. So it's a middle path, right? <laughs> so... All right, well, that's that was it. I have one more thing I want to do, and then if anybody has any last-minute thing they want to share, we'll do that. The last thing that I want to do is very important to me personally, um, and I do this at least once a year. I try to do this, and I really love it. It's something that I saw my teachers do on retreats before, and I always found it very moving, and... Um, I also thought it spoke a lot to the kind of people that they were, the teachers. And that is to ask forgiveness. And the typical Buddhist uh, phrases for asking forgiveness frames it in three different ways. It's offering you forgiveness for any way in which you may have harmed me. But uh, nobody here has harmed me. <laughs> I'll still offer it, but 
I don't want anyone here to think that they have ever harmed me because you have not. And, um, and then, you know, then there's a couple of other ways that it gets offered. The main one for me is the third one where I ask your forgiveness. Okay. And if I could do this in real life or if I could do this in VR, actually, I might be able to do it in VR. Well, let me see if I, I don't know if I can do this without a lot of, I didn't think about this ahead of time. Let me see here. Uh, expressions. If I do, if I do this, maybe I'll lie on the ground. <laughs> it's not exactly the prostration that I would like to do, but, <laughs> but, um, uh, in the Dharma, when, um, in, in in retreats, sometimes the teachers will ask forgiveness at the end of a retreat. And what they'll do, it's very moving. They'll gather the entire community together that's on the retreat and they will prostrate flat on the ground, bowing as low down as they possibly can while you stand in a circle around them and they'll ask for forgiveness. And, and I just think it's beautiful. And so I want to say that for any way in which you might feel that you've caused me any suffering, I forgive you. And I also would remind you that you have not caused me any suffering. <laughs> All right. So please, if you felt any guilt, like you ever may have offended me or harmed me or uh, caused me harm in any way, I didn't perceive it that way. And if you did, I would forgive you. For any ways in which I've caused myself harm, I forgive myself and I have caused myself a lot of harm, uh, but I forgive myself for that. And then the third phrasing of it in forgiveness practice that I, um, that I really wanted to express tonight is for any way in which I have caused any of you harm through my actions, my words, my deeds, my intentions, my effort, my uh, practices, any way in which I've ever caused anyone any harm here, I want you to know that it was never my intention. And I ask you for your forgiveness. And, and I hope that I haven't, <laughs> but, but if I have, even if it was just a perceived harm, I hope that it's forgiven or, or, or I hope that I can ask your forgiveness. You don't have to forgive me. That's up to you. But I, I have to ask your forgiveness for my practice. So thank you very much. Let me stand back up here again. <laughs> there we go. I think I'm standing again. That's right. That's the resurrection. Oh, wait, wrong religion. Sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> well, listen, everyone, I really, I can't tell you, I cannot possibly tell you how much this, uh, intention setting last week, the, the sort of reflecting back. And then this week sort of reflecting and looking forward or, or I guess looking forward, I can't tell you how much it means to me to share this with you and to, and to do this whole practice, the forgiveness, the intentions, sharing the, the, the Dharma for me, I, I posted a thing a couple of days ago on my Instagram or somewhere that, uh, that talked about like, it was kind of, you know, how people do their recap of their year. Well, I recapped my year of the Dharma because I saw this question going around the internet about, um, what's something you were super proud of in the 2023. And I have a, I don't like that word pride. So I, I, 
I, uh, I, I reframed it as what was I most grateful for getting the opportunity to do in 2023. And for me, that was to share the Dharma. There's a lot of things I was grateful for, but to be able to share the Dharma is literally a dream come true for me. And to have a, this community and you all who come here and do this practice together and support each other and, and show up over and over again and incline your heart and mind in the direction of lasting happiness is my greatest uh, wish. So thank you for you know, being here for each other. So thank you, everybody. I'll post this audio as soon as I can. So you can listen back to it again. If you want, if you have any questions about any of this stuff, if any of you took the precepts, uh, I did hear some people saying it, which made me very, very happy. If anybody took the precepts or took the refuges or anything like that, if you have any questions about it and, and not just tonight, but always I am your I, I serve this community at, at the request of this community. So if you have questions, don't be afraid to come and find me and, and ask those questions. I'm, I'm always available. I may not be instantly available, but I'm always available to you. And I, and it, it, it is my intention to be so, so, so thanks for being here and let me know if I can help with anything. Okay. Have a great night and happy 2024. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for being here. Good night, everybody. You're still here? It's over. Go practice. Go. Chickala.